This week's episode of the Doors Open Connect podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Andrew Regenard, owner and publisher of Southwest Florida's Real Producers, a multifaceted platform connecting the top 500 realtors in the Southwest Florida area through monthly trade, publication, quarterly events, and an online community. Southwest Florida's Real Producers is not just a brand, it is a movement. Be sure to check them out, Southwest Florida's Real Producers. Hello, this is Deshaun with Doors Open Connect Podcast, and this is my co-host, Rick Haas, and thank you all for listening and for your support. We are on our way to 1,000 downloads here in the Southwest Florida area, all the way up to Michigan. So this is uh, this turned out pretty cool. Let's dive into the meat and potatoes, as we like to say. So Rick, let's talk about Saturday and Sunday's open house and another successful close and a new contract through our platform. Deshaun, open houses are back, baby. Yes, sir. Excited. Yes. Um, Andre is under contract again. Uh, This guy is picking up every opportunity he can left and right. And if if he misses one, he's texting me right away to see if he can get on to another one. Actually, when we showed up to his open house, he was standing in the driveway. He was ready for the open house. That's how ready. He he wasn't inside the house. He, He was ready to go. Um, and not only did this guy just get paid 50 bucks again, John Paneros from New Jersey was working two deals down here in Southwest Florida. At the same time, he was working deals in New Jersey again. The only difference this time, Rick, is he went under contract that night with two of those listings. So congratulations, John. Now you're on the bull. Let's hope you can get those closed and we'll have another successful testimonial. Um, pretty exciting stuff. And there also were a few few new agents that did open houses this weekend, and they they were coachable. They listened to everything we did. Some of them had balloons, hand sanitizer, bags of chips. It was it was awesome to see uh, new agents that want to be coachable and then go into it and just kill it. Very impressed. And also, uh, like to add, we got some new um, new agencies on board. So we we had some entertained from Premier Plus. Um, and uh, we've, you know, we just did a presentation with Exclusive Home uh, Realty. We now have Keller Williams posting jobs on the app for other agents to take advantage of. Um, and uh, one other one I'm missing. Uh, no, uh, EXP. Yep. Um, so we're, we're excited to see agents come together and working together. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's. That's what it's about, making it, making it convenient to get deals done quick. Because if everybody's getting paid, who can complain, right? Exactly. All right. Today's episode is going to be super exciting for us. Uh, we've uh, this gentleman has been on our on our radar for a while now, and today we have with us a man with quite a lengthy resume, Mr. Andrew Regenard, owner and publisher of Southwest Florida's Real Producers, a multifaceted plasfo- uh, platform connecting the top 500 realtors in Southwest Florida through a monthly trade publication, quarterly events, and an online community. Andrew holds a Bachelor of Science, uh, science in aeronaut, uh, Aeronautics with an emphasis in unmanned aircraft systems from the University of North Dakota. He is a certified flight instructor for, fo- uh, for both fixed wing airplane, or aircraft, excuse me, as well as unmanned aircrafts. Uh, and after instructing in the United States, uh, he was, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, after instructing in the United States, he was offered a job as a military contractor working flight overseas with our military and foreign allies. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to to cut that up there at the end, but you got quite a resume, Andrew. Um, Along with Andrew, we have with us Kimmy Curie, um, who also holds an impressive resume in education with an undergrad bachelor's in technical engineering from Purdue School of Engineering and Technology, but also holds a postgrad master's degree in digital marketing from Full Sail University. Kimmy is in the market as is the marketing director for Southwest Florida's Real Producers. She has worked with many names. Uh, You may have heard of like comedian Fluffy, Gabriel Iglesias, um, artists like Florida Georgia Line, Jefferson Airplane, Vertical Horizon, and Kansas, among many others. Um, We'd like to welcome both of you guys to the Doors Open Connect podcast, and thank you so much for making time. Greatly appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having us on here. What you're doing for the community and everything, um, it's been just absolutely amazing to follow you guys. So uh, very privileged to be on here. Great. Yeah, appreciate excited it. to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome. <laughs> so let's dive in. Uh, Andrew, I know we formally introduced you, but you can elaborate, or can you elaborate a little bit more about who you are and how you made it uh, to the Southwest Florida area? For sure. So definitely not a native. Um, actually born and raised up in the the Midwest, uh, born and raised in Wisconsin, right on the, the by the Twin Cities. Um, 
I grew up there. Uh, <laughs> after uh, after high school, I was like, you know what? It's not cold enough. I went over to North Dakota. Um, <laughs> man, was that blistering cold. Like, I don't wish that on anyone. But it was a great experience. Uh, as you said, I, I'm in, uh, past experience was aviation. And went up there. They have a great school uh, for the fact that you learn to fly in every different condition. <laughs> Blizzard, sun, you know, 90 degrees. I mean, you can imagine. It was, it was a great learning experience. Um, I went up there and then... Touching more on that, I, I had the opportunity to do uh, contract work with our military um, because I got a bachelor's in aeronautics and I was teaching people to fly. I had an emphasis in drones and unmanned aircraft. And what that allowed me to do was just, um, it opened doors as a military contractor with a couple different companies. And then I got to travel overseas. It was a great experience. I got to really you know, travel the world when I was young and, and it was a very, very humbling. It was pretty cool there. And then <coughs> on top of that, um, you know, I got to meet some amazing people, work alongside with our, with our military uh, and allies. And then I knew as much as it was a great experience, it wasn't the best quality of life, right? Uh, at one time, I was over in Afghanistan for about 14 months. Um, and it's just, uh, I like the United States. <laughs> I like <laughs> to be back home uh, and to get back here. So uh, I did do a job out in Washington State for a little bit um, and uh, lived out there. And then... Um, did some contract work and then brought it down here. So family really brought me down here. I got uh, parents down here, um, and that's what pushed me down here. So awesome. Plus the hot weather, right? I mean, that doesn't yeah. hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't suck. Sometimes it's a little warm, but hey, yeah, I'd rather take that over like a negative fifty degree wind chill. Yeah, so. the good thing is it'll never hit that here, so <laughs> you're safe now. <laughs> Woo, sure. Yeah, I'm from Michigan, so I I, I kind of know, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, North Dakota. Whew. It was, you know what it was? It was the n no trees, no elevation, no trees, nothing to block the wind. Huh. So, like, it's so cold, and then that wind just comes whipping through, and you're like, this is uh, this is unheard of. Like, you would hide behind buildings or your car or just get out of the wind. Like, yeah. they had, we called them gerbil tubes in college, where you'd go in, and they would go, they were underground, underground tunnels or above ground to connect the buildings, because... You didn't want to go outside in the middle <laughs> wow. of the winter. That's terrible. Wow. Crazy. The only thing I think of is pheasant hunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that was big there. Every type of hunting. So. Yep. So, um, owner of Southwest Florida's real producer, how did you come across real estate and, and found an interest in creating a magazine? Yeah, so, you know, we're a national franchise, so I definitely can't take credit for, for creating the idea of it or anything like that. Uh, when I knew I needed to come down here to be closer to, with my dad, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. I, I thought I was going to come down here and, and fly of, of some sort. I thought I was going to um, probably teach at the local airport because uh, that's really my uh, what I knew what to do <laughs> at the time and had no really uh, path. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Jordan Espeseth, he, he runs North Dallas uh, Real Producers. And he, he, it was one of those, um, he reached out to me one day and was like, hey, man, how's everything going? He's a great college buddy. And I was like, well, a lot's changing. And at the time, I, I actually thought it was going to be, uh, you know, I wanted to do either flying or real estate. And I told him that. And he's like, well, why don't, why don't you do what I'm doing? I said, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I flew out to him for a couple of days, picked his brain, and then acquired the franchise down here and started it up. Um, and uh, it's really been a pretty amazing since then. But definitely didn't didn't know that I was going to do this uh, when I was younger or even uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, the uh, I, I would have been tempted. Obviously, when I was younger, I wanted to become a pilot, actually. I really did. And uh, um, I would have been tempted to probably go into the private flying sector. It's very lucrative, isn't it, here for sure, for sure. I mean, if you can make it, you're in. Like, that's the thing. It's it's getting into that is so tough. But uh, when you're in it, you never want to leave. I mean, you roll around with your suitcase and your golf clubs, and most of the time they're playing golf on the other hole or, you know, a hole ahead or whatever. And, like, you're doing everything like the luxury life with the with the owner of the plane. So the private sector is amazing. Yeah. Um, it really, truly is. Probably would it end up like Denzel Washington. <laughs> what was that movie? The, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he partied all the time and – Yep, exactly. Blew the plane upside down and landed it perfectly, but <laughs> yeah. still went to jail for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always wanted to fly, but I have a, I'm, I'm afraid of heights, so I don't know. I can barely climb up the ladder to put lights on my house for Christmas. <laughs> I don't think you're going to do that good in the plane, then. We'll just keep you on the ground. No, yeah, I'm, I'm a ground animal. You know, the whole feeling when you're, on a, you're in a plane and it feels like a car and you're going down the runway and then it all of a sudden just starts floating – it, it's a weird concept, and if you don't like heights, I can guarantee you're not going to like it. I bring up my friends all the time, and some of them love it, and some of them are like, 
Mm, we're not doing that no again. I, I'm the guy that as soon as I get like on a plane to go fly and see my family or something like that, I'm, I, I got to make sure I get at least a, a vodka and orange juice in me before <laughs> I take off. Like, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta or a few Xanax. Yeah. You know, that's really Other, frowned upon yeah. as a pilot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You cannot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do that job. That I was that to. movie, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Kimmy, let's dive into your story and how you made it to Southwest Florida and found Andrew. Uh, so I'm originally from Indiana, uh, born and raised. I moved here three years ago. Um, nothing special, just to get my master's degree, you know, <laughs> decided to stay. Um, it took me a year to get my master's at Full Sail, and um, right out of college landed a, an amazing job for a millworking company as their marketing manager and executive operations to the CEO. So I kind of couldn't come back home after landing that gig, so um, much to my family's surprise, I stayed. So they thought I was coming home after that year. So um, unfortunately, I, di I did work for them for uh, almost two years. Um, but during the pandemic, I was unfortunately um, furloughed. Mm. So but the, all the connections that I had made through the company, we did a lot of work with uh, Naples Illustrated. I know the editor in chief. Um, she's no longer with them, but she was the editor in chief at the time. She knew of Andrew. And when he was looking for somebody, she made the referral and um, uh, apparently, Andrew liked what I had to offer and uh, brought me on board. So that's that's how we met. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So so we're all Midwesterners because I'm actually from Chicago too. Easy. Oh perfect. wow. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> that's where most of my buyers come from too. Is Midwest. They're they're like they say the same thing. We're tired of the cold and we'd rather brush off sand off our steps than snow for six months. For well, sure. Well, especially for now, sure. anybody in you know obviously New York, Detroit, Philadelphia, you know even mm -hmm. California, nobody wants to be locked up in their apartment for. Uh, that was a bad experience. Yeah. So uh, Florida is, is great for real estate now, booming. Uh, for sure. Booming. I, I did see some of the greatest home workouts ever ever happen on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. TikTok yeah. took off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, you, you lost someone. And Tiger King. Can't oh, forget about that. Oh, no. my gosh. <laughs> We're going to definitely look back at it and just laugh at some. 2020 really has been a very interesting uh, year so It's going to be the biggest been, joke yeah. come 2020. 21. <laughs> if we make it, we make Come it. On, we Come make on. it that we still, far. We still got to fight the. Oh, uh, the only halfway. Yeah, <laughs> we still got hurricanes and I guess the the murder hornets or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think they just found one of those in Tampa or something. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, interesting world and dynamic <laughs> we're living in right yeah, now. Yeah, 2020s. 2020s like a movie. I hope someone it's makes Twilight a movie Zone. off of 2020. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have to. <laughs> Wait, they did. It was 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Have you seen all those? The yeah. conspiracies and yeah. stuff? Oh. Mm -hmm. They just got to make a sequel to it now. <laughs> and who would have thought? Well, uh, a pandemic of centuries would have cured the COVID mm -hmm. overnight. Uh, <laughs> racism, I mean, that's an off-color joke, but it's it's crazy world we're living. Crazy times. Um, mm -hmm. But we got to focus. We got to put our heads down and, and grind it out. And Kimmy, um, I'm jealous of you as well. I wanted to go to Full Sail so bad. It I went. I even dream. toured yeah. the university, um, mm -hmm. but there was no way. I think at the time uh, between the loans and uh, I would have to work full time uh, to even try to pay for it and yeah. try to attend class. There was just no way to to do yeah. it. But I always wanted to, you know, do music and and become a like a producer. It was the same for me. Um, I did work full time while going there it was grueling but even my whole entire undergraduate degree took me almost five years to get my technical engineering degree and i worked full-time and part-time while going to purdue school of engineering so it was not um something that i wasn't used to already right. so i went ahead and made the move and did it and i always wanted to be in entertainment as yeah. well um and decided to make the jump to go to my to go to my dream school and it was worth it it was grueling um, but they give you that real world experience and it paid off because within, you know, a year I was working with some pretty big, pretty big artists um, right. in the industry. Yeah. Those art schools are good. My brother works for, uh, or he, he did, went to the art school of um, uh, Institute of Chicago. And so he was working on movie sets and stuff like that. So, but it's interesting for them too, because now everything's different because of the, the pandemic. They don't yeah. know. Uh, and everything's kind of switch it. Yeah, yeah. You, you notice they're starting to release movies that were supposed to go into the theater. They're releasing them online now, mm -hmm. and um, it's uh, it changed everything. So we're sure. figuring it out as we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just fire. <laughs> so uh, Andrew, you're a certified flight instructor with UAS, and you mentioned getting contracted to assist overseas. Can you share with us some of your experience? Uh, I know you mentioned it. It kind of humbled you a little bit. 
Yeah, for sure. So, um, as a certain flight flight instructor uh, allowed to uh, on fixed wing, um, I just have an emphasis in in the drones and the unmanned aircraft. So, uh, you know, my experiences with fixed wing and all that kind of stuff, and then, um, it, but it c carries over the unmanned aircraft. And so, I got brought on as a as a defense contractor um, with uh, at the time I was working in uh, Afghanistan um, with our military, which was specifically the army. A very, very humbling experience. Um, uh, I, I honestly don't know where to begin, uh, but I'll give you a quick, you know, kind of top level uh, outside looking down. We have it really, really good here. You know, we are in a bubble. Um, not only are we in the American bubble, we're also in the Naples bubble, which is even worse, yeah. right? So oh, and uh, it gets smaller than that. Oh. Marco Island is even above. Oh, that, that's <laughs> island time. That's a six by six mile bubble. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it's unbelievable down there. And I love Marco. My parents live yeah. down there. Like I love it. So, um, but yeah, it's just a it's a crazy world. So like. The, the experiences was first of all like uh, you know i was in a, the traveling over there right just adventure of all these different areas and here you know meeting these people um the camaraderie was unbelievable I, I was you know not only did i work with these individuals day in and day out seven days a week i also lived with them <laughs> I, I worked out with them after work i mean we worked set six or seven twelves right so 12 hour a day there's two shifts and so um we were constantly with each other and so you you your brothers you know what i mean no matter what even if you don't like them right so that taught me a lot that taught me how to adapt with different people um the scene what i did see um was very um eye-opening uh, how people live how they would their whole day or week was made because they got a used double a battery because now that's going to power you know their their light for for at night or the running waters or un unfortunately all the other things that happen in these countries um that that it was very humbling in in that way so um and it's funny I, i'm looking across the street and i see a starbucks right now and i there's an a uh, there's an experience that really kind of set me over the edge when i was coming back um from overseas I, I was finally coming home and uh long long traveling right and it would take anywhere how we got home we would fly in military air and stuff and how to get home it'd take anywhere from three to three days to a week and i was got i got home i was really sleepy and i went to a starbucks to order just a coffee and there was this lady there and she was decked out and she was screaming at the starport you know like decked out in all the designers right? yeah yeah and and uh, she's screaming at the Starbucks person because they didn't get it exactly right. And it was something like triple skinny, extra, you yeah, know yeah, I mean? it was yeah, so yeah. long. And it's like, really, like, you're so like that ruined her day probably. Right. And and it's just sad that that coffee ruined her day where other people, you know, again, were, you know, so appreciative of just running water and food on the table and, and or, or their family not endangered and, and mm -hmm, stuff like that. So sure. those are some of the experiences. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, and that Starbucks, by the way, in the morning, what what kills me is there's a line wrapped around. It comes out into the road, the main road, and it's just, it's it's crazy. You, you almost get in a car accident every every time you pull into that shopping center because of that Starbucks. <laughs> but but it's not just that one. Even in Fort Lauderdale and Broward, they, they was the same thing. When I used to work over there, it, it was, I couldn't believe that people, uh, one wanted to wait in a line that big, but two <laughs> needed coffee that bad. I mean, I. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, you're I'm absolutely. I'm a coffee addict, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I am, too. I get it. I'm yeah, just not but... a big, big Starbucks person. Yeah, yeah. me either. But I like the local shops. So. I, yeah, absolutely. They've got espresso machines. Just buy one, you know, <laughs> yeah, and it's like the, the same. Yeah, like the same thing. Right, um, it's I, the you same know, thing. Learn how to make it Breville's. Go get a Breville. Yeah, right. Those things are, like, probably the same as what Starbucks does. Yeah, yeah. You just, right. just got to wake up 10 minutes earlier and you yep. can have your own custom coffee at your house. There it's you perfect. go, right. In our office, we just do, we have the instant coffee. I just pour and I don't even know what to measure and I just mix <laughs> it up and throw some uh, sweetener in there and I'm good to go. Um, but yeah, no, we, you're right. We have it really good over here and, and the things that we find, um, you know, an inconvenience is uh, the rest of the world obviously is is, is different you know uh, mm -hmm. we had a gentleman in here named uh derek and he, uh gregory and he was talking about um fiji was it, it was fiji or was it yeah Hawaii? yeah fiji. Fiji, fiji fiji and he said that he was talking about the same thing that people here just that's where he grew up and then he came here and he's like it humbled him living there mm -hmm. and then coming here oh yeah same situation as you and just think the pandemic of two two months of being locked up we were going crazy yeah. right you know um uh and it's like oh my god we're, you know people are have they're talking about ptsd now for being locked up and 
Oh, gosh. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I keep my mouth shut. Yeah, so, <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So, Kimmy, you said uh, you worked with some entertainers and artists. I have to admit, I'm actually in a band myself. Oh. Um, we've been around here in the area for about 10 years. We go on tours and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, but I just want to know, what was it like for you working with artists? And can you tell us some of the interesting stories, especially like with Fluffy? Because he's yeah. hilarious. I've seen yeah. every one of his specials. He's, <laughs> he's great. Um, I've been working in the industry for about two years. Um, so I don't have any crazy stories yet. And I haven't went on a full tour yet either. Um, I do a lot of local gigs. And I'll travel with them, you know, around Florida, the three or four shows that they have here. Um, so I haven't been on a full tour yet, but I'm sure some crazy stories are coming. But honestly, um, they're just people. Yeah. And uh, they're, a lot of them are very humble. A lot of them, they just want to go to bed when they finish because people don't understand. Like, they're not just doing a show at night. They're doing press in the morning, and they're doing a meet and greet before the show, and then they have to doing a podcast. I mean, within one day, they'll fit in like six or seven gigs and they had to catch a flight. They got a call at the hotel to be up at 4 a.m. Yeah, so it's it's insanity. They're they're all over the place. And by the end of the night, they just want to we may have a drink. We may go to the bar and have a drink, um, but they're, they're usually just going back to their hotel room. They're ready to, to crash. You nailed yeah. it right on the head because that's yeah. exactly what it's like going on tour. I've been. We've been touring since 2005. Mm -hmm. 2005. We go on three national mm -hmm. tours a year. They're about 30, 30 to 40 days long. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's exactly that. We wake up uh, 10 a.m. in the morning, leave the hotel room. We have to go do some kind of press thing or picture thing or something like that. And then we got to travel three hours. We got to set up for the show. Yeah. We, we play the show and then we get done with the show. We break down. The guys are like, can we just go to the hotel? I'm like, yeah. It's Exactly. In the box and let's let's get to that hotel. Right. right. And right. I I work part of the crew, so we are doing manual labor. I mean, it, it's I'm too, I'm really kind of too busy to interact a whole lot with the artist. I mean, we'll say hi, give each other a hug, you know. Um, but most of the time, I'm unloading trailers. I'm um, I'm helping with settlements in the back office because a lot of what I do is um, I'm the middleman between the venue and the tour manager. Um, so I'll make sure everybody's getting the right tax cuts and, and you know, it's a, it's a big responsibility when you're responsible for the money yeah. um, For Kansas like I even will take their money to the bank for them Like it's just depends on the gig and what they hired you to do so anything from merch to helping them with their meet-and-greets to helping them with their merchandise and um, You know all across the board whatever they need you to do Florida Georgia line They had me in their giant trailers backstage unloading their staging equipment helping them build their stage um, so at a hundred degree weather in the summer, that was the last, yeah. like, yeah. So, um, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's rewarding work, especially when you get to stand backstage and watch, you know, you know, 40,000 people scream, you know? Absolutely. So it's, it's in a big adrenaline rush. Probably the craziest story was Bonnaroo. I went to Bonnaroo. Um, I wasn't working with Walk the Moon, but I know those guys uh, pretty well. I know their, their tour manager and, uh, great guys. And so I was an, on an artist pass with them the whole weekend. And with an artist pass, that means you do what the artists do. You know, you're in the artist transport. You're with them wherever they go. And they shared a production um, trailer and stage with Cardi B. So I got Ooh, okay. to, yeah. So that was that? That's interesting. Yeah, so that was, um, that was a lot of fun. And um, Cardi B had some major security, obviously. So we just got to kind of wave. Um, but her dancers, she had like 15 deep uh, walking around in purple leotards. I mean, it was it was quite it was quite an experience. And then, of course, we get to stand right beside the stage and, you know, and watch her perform, you know. So it's it's a lot of fun, but it's not glamorous. People think it's a glamorous life. And it's yeah, they, not. It's hard, hard work. It, and it's yeah. it's the same thing because I, I run all the sound for my band. So I'm the one unloading the trailer, mm -hmm. unpacking things while they're sitting in the sitting in the van, drinking their water, yep. eating their food or whatever they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's usually just me and a couple guys. We, we get the whole setup done. And, and a lot of people that come to the show are exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. They think we just show up, plug and play, and then we, we ride out. Right. But no, nope, it's, it's hours breaking of work. down. Yeah. Uh, a whole yeah. show is like, it's like six hours between setting up, yep. playing the show, breaking down. People don't realize that that's, that's almost, you know, a full, full day's work right there. Oh, for sure. I will give you some advice, though. When you do go on tour, bring Febreze because guys do smell oh, after I know. day 10. I know all about <laughs> it just from, just from doing local gigs. Um, and being with the guys all day long, you know, I, I, yeah, I totally get it. And uh, like working for Fluffy, 
Um, he, he's really a great guy. He's sweetheart. He treats you just like you're his family, his crew. Um, you don't interact with him a lot just because he's doing a lot of press. Um, but he always makes sure to, to say hello and give you a hug and tell you how great of a job you're doing. Yeah, so awesome. he's a he's a really great guy, but I don't interact with him a lot, just mostly with his crew that's with him. Yeah. And, and even those stars, you got to think about it. They're in front of the camera or mic'd up 24-7. Right. Could you imagine having to, mm -hmm. you know, they're always working. And, and people like that, they always got to yeah. come up with some new joke or, you know, be right. funny. And it's... Uh, it's, it's quite interesting. But if you love what you do, then work is not work, yeah. right? You right, know? for sure. And you never know who you're going to run into. Also, um, Fluffy is big fans of the WWE. So there's usually a wrestler there. Chris Jericho was there the last time, and I got to you know hang out and talk to Chris Jericho. So you never know who you're going to meet. And a lot of them, they come back, and they want to see the crew, and they want to say what's up to the and crew. That's yeah. funny that you mentioned Chris Jericho because mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys know Bubba Love Sponge. Uh, it's a... It's a talk show from 6 in the morning to like 10. Um, very popular. He used to be Howard Stern's assistant oh, okay. uh, back yeah. in the day, and then he split off and did his own show. He's been doing it for about 20 years. He's up in Tampa. He was actually the best man at Hulk Hogan's uh, wedding. But anyway, so he, he brought us in to, to, um, to his morning show to like play a few songs and kind of talk about our band and that kind of stuff. And as we were bringing our equipment in to set up, we see this yellow uh, Camaro pull into the parking lot. And all of a sudden, Chris Jericho gets out. Well, me and my <laughs> guitar player are huge WWE fans. That's the part of me that I guess mm -hmm. I could never grow up from. <laughs> um, but so we see him pop out, and my buddy, he's, uh, he's a guitar player, and he's, he's yelling across the parking lot, Hey, Goat! Hey, Goat! Greatest of all time! <laughs> and then Chris Jericho turns around, and he's like, What's going on here? And then we, we walk up to him. We're like, we're, we're huge fans of you. We're, you know, we're very stoked that you, you're even here. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting ready to do my podcast, which is in, like, the studio next to it. Mm -hmm. um, so we got a picture with him and everything like yeah. that. But he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he's all about interacting with his fans as well. So it's, yeah. it's touch and go. Some I've worked with Wayne Newton, and he didn't want to talk to anybody. I mean, so there's a difference. Our, as he's a little older too, so I'm pretty sure he's kind of over it at yeah, this point. Yeah, he's probably over it. But um, every artist is different, and your experience is going to be different. Some want to interact with you, and some don't. Right. They just they just want to have their privacy, and you have to respect it. So yeah, it's a Absolutely. great industry to be in. Mm -hmm. So going back to you, Andrew, you've interviewed some of the cream of the crop when it comes to top agents here in Southwest Florida, especially in Naples, and some of the wealthiest and affluent neighborhoods in America. With without putting uh, too much on the spot, um, what were some of the most interesting interviews and stories that you can share with us? Yeah, so <clears throat> probably give, should give a quick overview of you know the agents and and how how we go about doing it, kind of the business model there. So Southwest sort of real producers essentially is you know bringing together, connecting, informing, inspiring the top agents uh, in each market. So in Southwest Florida, uh, we deal with the top 500 producing agents in Southwest Florida. So um, and everything we do for them, including our publications, our articles, um, uh, features on them, videos, everything's free for our agents. It's something that they've earned because of the producing value that they do. So, um, and that's why I've been so lucky to, to actually be working with them. Um, also, most of them come recommended. That's how we do our articles. That's how we choose, you know, the different uh, features and stuff like that. So they come recommended by other peers and um, that love doing business with them. So, again, bringing together that community. Um, <coughs> Yeah, I can't get into too many details because most of them wouldn't want me to speak about the, uh, the things that they say. But um, I will say a, a little bit along the same lines as what, what Kimmy said. You know, these people are, are very genuine people. You know, maybe they, uh, as realtors, you guys look up to these individuals and you think, you know, like, wow, what are they doing? Uh, that's just so different. That sets them so apart. Probably not much, right? <laughs> like, they're authentic. They care about their buyers and sellers. And, you know, they... They just do their job, right? And and they're uh, they're always there. And so um, they work hard. I will say that a lot of them they have routines. Um, they they either wake up early and, and maybe meditate or work out or do whatever. Uh, very um, very structured. Um, but they're uh, and that's why they've obviously got the success. Now some of the stories I've had some really interesting ones where. Um, been literally told that uh, the inspector had uh, found a body um, in, at a house. I've uh, heard that um, they almost lost a $2 million deal uh, because of a $50 toaster. Um, wow. I've, I mean, yeah, you can, <laughs> you can name it. Like, they're like, I thought that toaster was included. And oh my God, like, <laughs> I'll get you 
a toaster. Like, <laughs> I'll get you a better <laughs> one. I'll oh, I wanted that one. one. <laughs> and they were like, okay. Yeah, it was a $2 million deal that almost fell through. Wow. I, I, thought, I thought I had a bad one, too. Over 5000 It was a $2 million deal over 5000 bucks, and it was like, are you kidding me? Like, really? <laughs> you know, all cash. You mm-hmm. know? Like, yeah. wow. You're like, really? It's funny because it's the wealthier they get, the more sometimes stingy they are yeah. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean but i've been it has been pretty remarkable i mean obviously us down here understand what port royal is but to to listeners out there port royal is this very small community of the the when we say cream of the crop the the top 0.2 percent of um of of the world really and you know we had a we did a photo shoot recently of bill earls which is which is uh last year's volume he was the number one in southwest florida and um, we got to do it at a house that was a measly $43 million, um, <laughs> listing price. And that's not even the most expensive listing he has. So uh, he has $60 million one, too. I, I think, yeah, I was, was going to say it was, yeah. Yeah, he's got yeah. a $62 million or 65 or something. Um, it's sad that we're off by millions, right? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, 65, 62. Well, kind of um, like that one that uh, y- they have trouble pricing those sometimes. Um, that one they bought, uh, what's that one that just closed? It was like 49 million and then they tore it down yeah. and they're building that one on on golf shore drive <laughs> and these people come down for maybe a week out of the year oh uh-huh. yeah so yeah. fun fact about the one that we shot at it was 43 million that you could buy it for but if you'd like to rent it it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per month wow i mean that's just remarkable i mean I wait a minute i think i'm looking at that one for <laughs> I, I think i'm i think i'm at is that is that on gordon yeah I'm looking at that one for uh, some some special people, some entertainment uh-huh. uh, people from outside of. Uh, can't yeah. t- I can't say their names, but <laughs> their their agent reached we'll out. We'll take this offline. Yeah, <laughs> th- their agents reached out, and they're very interested in in uh, renting that. That's kind of is funny. crazy. Wow. I mean, it's a beautiful house. So obviously, it's right on the ocean and everything like that. So those are a couple of the experiences and stories, without getting into too much detail. And it, and it looks like you're having a lot of fun doing it, which you is know. important. <laughs> With what you do in life, right? Oh, couldn't couldn't agree with you more, Rick. Um, y- you know, without to bring up what we talked about earlier, but the quality of life, right? The things that I endured, the um, the p- the things I saw other people going through divorces, or you know, I mean, they were attacking us. So let's be real here: people dying and stuff like that. Going from that world to now down in this world, where I get to showcase the success of top realtors, and they're very appreciative. And then I get to help my business partners uh, grow their business with realtors. And so it's literally a win-win in that. So to to touch on that, it's like totally polar opposites, right? Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm it's I'm very appreciative of that. And we can see you're bu- you're building massive amounts of friendships too, which is another you get to meet some another wonderful people, another positive, including thing. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and, that, and we were talking about that briefly before recording was, was kind of like, uh, you know, p- the community kind of starting to open up a little bit more and being more engaged and, and, and interested in working with, with other real estate agents and, and uh, kind of coming together as a community. I think the pandemic kind of helped help with that. Um, technologies, I think in real estate, technology is slow to, to progress, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's coming along now, and I, I think people are starting to realize it's better together than then, you know, as long as everybody has their, their goals kind of aligned, if you want to sell a house, I want to sell a house, I want to take care of my customer, you want to take care of your customer, what, let's, what's the problem here, sure. you know? But, you know, when we were talking about a $50 toaster, then we started, <laughs> <laughs> started having problems. <laughs> so, Andrew, you, you actually interviewed, uh, excuse me, the, you spread like wildfire and you keep popping up on, on our radar. Your business model um, appears to be in line with our, old, our own with Doors Open Connect and that we are trying to bring agents and agencies together um, alike in real estate uh, in the community and get their stories out there. What would, you, what would your long-term goal be, and where do you see your business in, let's say, you know, five years? Yeah, for sure. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. Our business model is, is very, very aligned. Um, totally different platforms, obviously, but at the end of the day, um, we're bringing together the community just like you are. Um, we have obviously some partners involved and different things than there. Um, but you know, these realtors love the relationships that they form with other realtors and businesses to close more deals at the end of the day, that's how they get paid. That's how they support their families. And so if they have more resources to do that, um, it's, it's perfect. And, you know, we were kind of joking before the podcast is, um, it's just like, you know, the hotel industry, right? right? They were so at each other all the time. Um, they were just neck and neck, battling, battling, battling. Airbnb came in and they're like, hey, we got to, you know, 
cut this out, cut the crap out. And like, we got to work together. Otherwise we're going bankrupt. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and with, you know, Zillow and everyone trying to take that realtor out of the transaction, th those relationships are even more important. And so we're just trying to bring together the, the cream of the crop because let's be real here. Those are the people that are really doing a lot of the business. Mm -hmm. You know, they, the top one, two, three, I think 3% does about 85% of the business. Right. So we're trying to bring them together. Um, as for long-term goals, obviously for this to grow into, um, a, a great platform where every quarter, cause we have the quarterly private events every quarter. It's that time to really mastermind, build the relationships, you know, grind out for the next three months and then, you know, get back together and, and do it all over again. You know, we always joke, uh, I love surrounding with you guys, um, because of the whole fact is, you know, you're only as strong as your, you know, five best friends. Right. Um, and that's the same thing. A lot of the people love these communities. Um, in these events and the publication and everything because they're around the best right. right when you surround yourself with the best you become the best so um, As for long-term businesses to be honest. Um, I hate this word because I'm a millennial um, But you know, I really have taken on the that entrepreneur kind of like mindset And I actually want to do all kinds of different things as well. I want this to create into something amazing um, but I do want to start other things to help more businesses and help other businesses grow too so um Definitely some other things in the works. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll have a, another podcast for that. Sometime. I hope so, man. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know, and, and it's all about leverage, too. And, you know, we even have, you know, honestly, I want to write a book for hospitality and management for, for people and for folks in that industry because I have so many people coming to us now or coming to me. And they're like, well, what's it like to be a real estate agent? What's it like? You know, I'm getting my license and thinking about doing this and thinking about that. And then, um, and I always say to this, like, it's a it's a springboard. It's a it's a platform. Anything in life, you you need to try and, and do new things, um, but it allows you the ability to work um, for yourself, uh, well for others of of course to representing them. But um, you get to meet new people in a different atmosphere because before, let's say I was a manager or I was a bartender, people came to me looking for drinks. We talked and we joked. We, you know, talked about family and things like that, but they saw me as a bartender. They didn't see me as a real estate agent. They didn't take me very seriously, but you get outside of that, you start meeting people at, at homes, you know your stuff, um, you shake hands, you, you figure out how to manage uh, transactions and things like that. You get a commission check. Well, that commission check, even if you have a part-time job or even a full-time job, but you're working real estate on the side, now you can take that, that check that you otherwise wouldn't have, because we all know that the average American lives paycheck to paycheck, which is why it was such a big deal with the pandemic and unemployment. But taking that and, and growing, uh, putting that into some other businesses and some other funnels, and, and just like you probably heard this too, with the, uh, the, the you're the average of the five people that you hang out with. Well, um, the average millionaire has seven different streams of income, mm -hmm. right? Um, but using the platforms that, you know, Southwest Florida pro, uh, producers is, uh, um, is giving you now and, and obviously you meeting with uh, different people in the industry and um, working on marketing and media and, and with entertainers, but you can also figure out how to dive into different business, but you're meeting these individuals too who can give you opportunities. Sure, and yeah. so I, I think it's, it's a big thing to, to, Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was, never mind. Um, I couldn't hear Kimmy, so I was just saying for the mic thing. Oh, I got oh, you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, no, I just think overall it's a really good um, uh, a, a, a platform, to, you know, springboard, whether it's a business and growing to other businesses, real estate is just all together a good thing um, to help people out and, and to move on to maybe their next passion uh, or things that they, they want to try and dive into. So. Do you think by any chance you'll be moving over to, um, or maybe they have this already, I don't know, would, would it be like uh, um, South Florida real producers or over in Miami or? <clears throat> yeah, great question. So since we're a national franchise, there is uh, other areas. Um, we have a Miami one. We, it's actually so big over there uh, that there's a Miami. There's also a Broward County one. Um, we already have a Sarasota one. There's a Tampa one. There's an Orlando, Jacksonville. I mean, Gainesville. Like, so there's actually a lot in Florida. Um, and yeah, we have 118. So a little backstory is we started in 2015 in Indianapolis with our first one as a concept. Uh, and now we're at about 118. So, awesome. So we've grown actually really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, and so, and you know, with our business model, it's, it's, a select, you know, again, the top tier, right? And right. when you, when you think about it for it to be a top, let's say 3%, you have to have at least like 15,000 realtors to show, showcase the top 500 or in some of our small markets, they do top 300, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's only 
about 200, maybe 220 areas, metropolitan areas, city areas um, in the nation that can actually host kind of a real producer. So uh, we'll probably be maxed out at the middle of 2021 with all spots taken, at least at that time, ramping up. Yeah, well, at least you, you got a, you got yourself into a great market down here. And, uh, I think I'm a little spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, uh, Kimmy, we spoke briefly um, about this, but where do you see yourself in five to ten years? I know you had mentioned starting your own nonprofit foundation for children with auto, uh, auto, autoimmune disease, mm -hmm. and can you elaborate on that and some of your other goals? Yeah, I see myself in five years. Definitely want to be leading, you know, a badass team of, of creatives um, in digital media and also in, in music production. So like a full service type of production agency, um, you know, that I can work from anywhere um, or even somewhere like this. I mean, it, it, that's where I see myself in about five, five years or so. Um, from that, I want to make those relationships and, and I want to launch a nonprofit foundation um, quite similar to, I don't know if you're familiar with um, 30 Seconds to Mars. It's a really popular rock band. Jared Leto is the, is the lead singer. But every year they have a camp called Camp Mars okay. where you go. Um, it's out in Los Angeles. Last year it was, it was in another country. I can't remember what they did last year. But you can go and you, for three days you have this amazing adventure when climbing mountains and um, doing archery and, and doing a drum circle but you hang out with the band and you also uh, meet all kinds of local vendors so I want to do kind of the same concept but launch it all over the country but it's catered towards kids with autoimmune and we bring in some of the best doctors and autoimmune specialists from around the world um, to kind of teach them and their parents about their condition or and what they can do and teach them nutrition and teach them um, mindset and yoga and all these different things that you can do um, but at the same time having an amazing you know retreat um, and making it affordable and and we would like to make it to where they don't have to spend anything at all That'd you know awesome. right for yeah. sure I mean it would it's a big dream and it's gonna take a lot of backers and a lot of um, community and I would also love to partner with entertainers to come in and actually do like what 30 seconds to Mars does you know they spend time with the kids and they they perform and they do all these fun things so Eventually, that's the big goal. It's, some really, it's a really big goal, so it may be five to ten years, but uh, um, that's definitely where I see myself, yeah. It's doable. It's doable. For sure. Yeah, we um, <laughs> actually, uh, to kind of touch on that a little bit, my, my band, we play uh, Camp Abel down in Marco. Okay, yeah. Um, and we usually play that like once a year. for the, It's like a week-long camp for autism and stuff like that. And that's always my favorite show every single year because to see these, see these kids dance and sing the songs, it's yeah. – they do it more so than when we go on tour and we play in bigger crowds. Like For these sure. kids love it so much, mm -hmm. and it's I'm getting goosebumps because it's it's humbling and it's it's awesome to yep. see um, bands and other other companies like mm -hmm. that doing stuff like that. So right. For sure, it's, cool. it's it's a lot more intimate as well um, to spend time with the kids and um, and and teach them what you're doing too in your profession. They want to see that. They want to interact. Yeah. Uh, I was born with an autoimmune condition. That's why I'm so passionate about it overcame it, lost 100 pounds. But as a kid, I was different than all the other kids. Nobody, I, nobody understood what was going on with me or how to help me. And so I wasn't like the other kids. So I mm. want to create an environment where kids know that they're not the only one because me growing up, there was no other kids like me in, right. my, in, in where I grew up. So um, it's something that's very, very important, I think. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, this question is for the both of you guys. Yeah. Um, where do you guys, what would you you know, uh, tell your 20-year-old self looking to get into, let's say, business. Uh, you know, I know you're laughing. <laughs> you're laughing. It's a lot of things. No. <laughs> you know, what, what advice would you give like, for somebody looking to start their own business venture but that's been kind of hesitant, like I was kind of talking about earlier? Uh, well, I know I don't want to not college, but honestly, you can learn just about everything on YouTube. Yeah, or, or <laughs> Udemy, we found out too, actually, a lot of Save that. Save your hundred grand and uh, teach yourself if you can, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I, and degree is important, but you can get a degree in you know public education and then also teach yourself a lot of the tools that you're going to need because most of the time, you know, when I got out of college, you know, um, I spent probably seven to eight years of my life 
in, you know, getting my degrees, and there was still a lot that I didn't know. Right, experience, hands-on. And, right. And I'm one of those that you have to do to learn. Exactly, you, know? you have to do it. And if you're going to invest, make sure you invest in a trade type school like Full Sail or other other places like that that actually throw you into the reality of what you're going to be doing and you may have a deadline at three o'clock in the morning and you're you know they th they just throw you into that that world right and you're actually doing real projects with real clients yeah anything for you yeah so you know a couple of things talking about the college you know obviously i, I spent a, a way too much money on college and mm -hmm. I, i'm currently not using that um the thing i would say for a 20 year old because at that time you're you're decently mature um i would i would ask yourself you know one big question do you do you want to work um in one profession for the rest of your life mm -hmm. um if so and do you you know if that's you know if yes then no kind of thing and follow the chart down the flow chart right if, if you want to do that and you're okay with working for someone else and and you want kind of a little bit more steady income then i think a college route is is decent right it's pretty good i mean obviously we went to college and you know i, I learned a lot i, I obviously um, it helps out on a lot of different resumes and stuff like that. Now, if you don't want to work for someone else and you want that creative side, I think, yeah, starting some kind of business, you're obviously very capable of. So it kind of, you, know, you want to ask yourself. And, you know, again, it's, you had touched on that too, is the, in, you, you learn from uh, the experience. Right. You know, um, I, <laughs> I, I was a fully rated pilot, right? I had all the ratings in the world. I could teach people how to fly. And guess what? I still didn't know everything, right? Um, I actually learned how to fly when I taught other people how to fly, okay? So that's when you really learn and you really master your craft. I mean, it's probably the same thing uh, with you guys and, and your broker, right? Your broker is probably learning more now because he's teaching other people what to do. Right. And so I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, to tell a 20-year-old that this thing is, is you're first of all, not going to know everything. You're going to fail a lot of times. It's going to suck. Excuse my French. You know what I mean? And I guess I could use a lot of other words. But it's <coughs> going to be a lot of work, right? And it, it doesn't matter what you're trying to pursue. It's going to be a lot of work. If it was easy, everyone would have already done it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what I would just say to, to a 20-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. that's right. And I, I think you're right. Like if you want to be a doctor and you know you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, sure, or yeah, something sure. along those lines, then by all exactly. means, go mm -hmm. ahead and, and, you know, get the debt, but get the experience, do mm -hmm. what you have to do um, educational-wise uh, to get the, the certificate. But, um, again, going back to if you, you know, and, of course, that's safe. You know, you get your paycheck and you get your career and you work under somebody and, and um, you can start your family and your life and, and you can you can go that route. But um, there's nothing like throwing yourself to the fire when you're when you're starting your own business mm -hmm. and you learn. Um, and that can have expensive consequences as well. But you still even even when in failures, you learn. You For take sure. mm -hmm. a lot of people say it's not a failure. It's actually an opportunity to learn. And you'll sure. go into your next business venture or something. Um, not doing that. You learn finances on the back end. You learn um, how people work together. You learn how to you know manage people. Um, you, get suppliers and, and things that depending on what you do for your business. But it's very rewarding also because, again, if you love what you do, it's not work, right? And um, sure, yeah. like even this, you know, uh, doing the podcast weekly, it's like it doesn't, you know, there's a lot still behind it. But we just, we come in here, we do, we have fun, we, we, we enjoy um, meeting new people and, and interviewing people and uh, that are genuine and authentic. And it, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like work and even with the with the app you know coordinating all these open houses and opening doors and etc um even now because we're still not perfect we're still growing we're still learning um we're learning a ton about the real estate agent it's you know and everybody has their own motives and, and things behind it but um it's fascinating you learn something you learn something completely new and and it's interesting and I say go for it, you know. For sure, yeah. All, all those bartenders, stop going out afterwards. Stop drinking. Don't have your shift drink and complain about your customers that day. Take that money. Go home. That's what I tell my 20-year-old self. Right, for sure. <laughs> I'm being so much different. <laughs> right, for sure. Save. <laughs> Save. Save. And, and if you're going to spend money, spend it on traveling. Grant, yeah, yeah. grinding. Traveling, experiencing the world, and making sure you're not making decisions based on fear. I know I held myself back a lot from mm -hmm. a lot of the things I wanted to do. 
um, especially in the entertainment industry, I thought it was unattainable. Mm -hmm. I would never work in that industry. I'd never work with some of the biggest names, you know, in the country. And then finally one day I said, why not? And I went out and I did it. I started in small venues and, and within a year I was working with, you know, people like Florida Georgia Line. I mean, so you can do it. You just have to stop letting fear get in the way for sure. And you got to start. You got to just, just throw gotta, yourself in there. Yeah. You just got to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, how did, how did COVID-19 affect your guys' business? Cause I know it kind of changed things and open houses went to virtual open houses for us. And it kind of changed things. And of, of course, with us in the app, we're, our, our main focus is open house stuff. So that kind of, we had to change our game and do like virtual open house scavenger hunts. And so how did it affect you guys? Well, she got furloughed, I know. Well, I got furloughed, so didn't. <laughs> besides that. Yeah, besides um, that. well, for my full-time job, I was furloughed. And then obviously there, my last um, shows were with uh, Kansas and Fluffy and then Live Nation shut down everything. So that as well. I mean, there are no, there are no shows going on right now. So... It hit me pretty hard. Um, so, but you know, we bounced back from it. Um, you met Andrew. I met Andrew, of yeah. course. Um, so I think from anything, I think everything is a nice interruption. Usually when things like this happen, it's a nice interruption um, and you can always learn from it and you find out where you're the weakest mm -hmm. and where you need to work on A it. chance to reset. Yeah, For we had sure. to regain that, yeah. that focus. For sure, yeah. <clears throat> and and we're really lucky at Southwest Sort of Real Producers to have Kimmy here now. So uh, I guess a little blessing in disguise there. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I know a lot of industries are hurting. Um, and, you know, we we did take some hurt, right? We did take a little hit. Um, but all in all, I do have to, uh, I'm, you know, I'm very blessed, I guess you'd say. People were stuck at home. Uh, so when they got the publication, everything, they were super happy. We never missed any deadlines. We have some amazing photographers and, and writers and everyone that we still figured out how to get it done, um, even during the situation and maintaining social distancing and all that kind of stuff. We definitely had to tweak. Um, we had a photo shoot with a jet, and uh, we couldn't get in the jet. We couldn't go fly around, so we had to do some stuff on the, the ground and different things like that. But um, in the same thing, you know, it, it, is a, it has pushed some things back. Like we have our, our event that's supposed to happen around this time, maybe July. Um, it's definitely now obviously into July because we just with the social distancing and stuff. So it's affected us. But at the end of the day, it, it actually taught us a lot of different things. I have now uh, became a Zoom master. Oh, yeah, um, I was Zooming. <laughs> I uh, didn't know I could sit in front of my computer that long um, and uh, now have blue light glasses and uh, a ring light and, and everything you could imagine, right? <laughs> but uh, so I, I've really ran my business through that computer, which has been pretty remarkable. Now I love meeting people. I love getting out. So it's, it, you know, it, it hurts in that way. Um, but by the way, I want to, not to cut you off, I want to thank you, by the way, because you, uh, we were doing the podcast, but I think you guys were one of the first ones to really kind of bring different agents, uh, and you had the, you know, you had a lawyer on there, you had, um, oh yeah, um, we had a lender, Lauren Maxwell, Lauren Maxwell, that's yeah. what I'm thinking, and then you had Patrick Dearborn, then you had Derek Carlson, um, you had all these different groups of people, and we, uh, we tuned in, and, and very insightful. It was great for the community. Again, that was one of the first little nuggets that we saw where it was like, wow, you know, people are starting to come together because of this. You know, I know, um, you know, Derek does his own thing at MVP, but it was right. great to see him on there as, long, as well as um, uh, Patrick. Patrick from mm -hmm. uh, John R. Wood. So that, that was great. I, I liked seeing the, the community come together. So thank you for that. Oh, of course. Um, you know, uh, again, you have to thank all the partners. I'm going to be straight up with you. You know, the reason why this exists, because I said free earlier to the realtors, the reason why this exists is our wonderful partners. So, you know, they are the ones that really make this platform happen. But, um, yeah, we, we wanted to give back. We wanted to let everyone know what's going on. We wanted to bring some people together, so we did it virtually via Zoom. Uh, that first one was a, a big turnout. We I think we had about 400 yeah. registered yep. uh, attendees and stuff. And so it was definitely some errors. I, I don't didn't know everything about that uh, Zoom. But it, it, it taught us a lot of a uh, lot of unique uh, ways to handle a business when you are strapped and when you're limited in, with different resources so right. you just adjust fire you know we keep saying that I, you know you, you you deal with what hand you've been dealt yeah and that worked out it actually worked out quite well because that was kind of mid midway maybe a little bit towards the beginning and it, it was like you you got 400 agents kind of all in a room I don't know if you I've tried it, you know, it's really hard to get a bunch of agencies, they're, they're busy, they're doing showings, they're doing this, but when everybody's stuck at home, it, it was a great way mm -hmm. to, you know, the, the Zoom, the Zoom thing worked out, so, um, but that was great. Um, hey, uh, any, any uh, suggestions on who on our next podcast uh, you think we should uh, 
we should interview next? Um, somebody you'd like to hear from? Um, yeah, that's tough. Um, I have to keep kind of an even keel. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta be. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. name neutral. Yeah, neutral. I gotta, I gotta be pretty neutral. Um, let me ask you uh, a question to, you know, answer a question with a question. Um, is there any categories or, or anything that you would want to? Um, I've listened as many as I possibly can, um, and I'm not 100% up to date. So is there any categories or any individual business owners that you are looking right now? We're, um, you know, th there's a couple. We, we're just now really kind of expanding into the business side of things, especially uh, local business, because we do want to give some shout outs to, you know, I actually... Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, uh, Nutrition Elite, um, Pat, Pat Eshi from Nutrition Elite. I spoke with him. Um, we're thinking about having him on on a, on a couple episodes and then or an upcoming episode. And then just we're kind of open, you know, we're, uh, we're our really main thing, open. Our main thing is we want to provide value, right? whether it's in the entrepreneurial business world, whether it's in real estate. Of course, when we first started this podcast, we started kind of like around educating um, agents on the app, right? And then we're like, okay, we got to move towards talking about real estate stuff. So then we started interviewing inspection people, real estate agents, um, mortgage people. Then we're like, you know what? We got to go even further. We got to start talking to business owners and, and, and other people like that. So we're, we're really wide open to it. Um, we just want to continue to provide value. We've really. got two slots left uh, in the near future too. Uh, one with a uh, title company and um, an appraiser. We're looking for uh, maybe an, an appraisal. Cause yeah, so a couple more industries. Obviously, I, I would say like the the builders, right? If you haven't really gotten a builder on here, That's maybe true. Um, those are those have a lot of power and they understand where to build and different investors. Um, which is the second thing I would say, an investor of some sort. Uh, talking about them, um, so let me. I'll provide you some the names offline here um, and get you some of those. Um, outside of that, I would say uh, if you're. Er, uh, go more into the real estate, uh, rising stars. Um, you know, we feature rising stars, and I think that's something that with your listeners that are listening in and are trying to grow in value, value um, they can correlate. You know, because for example, we just did a feature on um, this last issue was like Renee Hahn, right? In her second year, she did 15 million. And so it's like, how did she do that? You know, right, what, what right. did she do? I mean, and she's in second year. So it's like to, to be able to talk with those people, um, you know, I would definitely recommend. So I'll, I'll provide you a lot of the list and rising stars that I, I would recommend for you to touch in. Um, and obviously some big ones, um, uh, big top dogs, um, get them on too if, if you're trying to do more real estate. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And, the, and you know, with all that's hit us uh, in 2020, um, where do you see real estate from your uh, from 30,000 foot, your, your perspective um, in the next few years or so. Hey, by the way, Deshaun, I love that analogy, that pun, 30,000 foot. I say it all the time. Oh, yeah. Because uh, aviation. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it looks a lot better at 30,000 feet. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like uh, to outside of looking in and, and interviewing and talking with all these agents constantly. Uh, there was about five to six weeks uh, where people pretty much went dead, right, from COVID. Um, they said it trickled down, and then about five to six weeks it went dead, and then it started picking up. And, and now the last few months, I mean, even uh, weeks before that, four or five weeks, um, they most people are back up to their about their normal num numbers. So um, as for us down in here in Southwest Florida, I mean, we're pretty much back. You right. know, Don't get me wrong. We have to take precautionary measures. We have to do different things. Um, but, I mean – most of the people that are selling, you know, uh, however many deals uh, per week are about up to the number or some are even a little bit past that because people waited and now there's a little surge. Mm -hmm. um, the the values, I'm not going to get into that. That's obviously your guys' expertise. I'm not one to put values on. But just overall, the ex the contracts being closed and um, and um, uh, and whatnot getting done are about act up to their numbers. Um and then the last thing I'd say is, is what I'm hearing from these agents is the pushback. So, um, you know, that, this is our season, right? When a COVID hit, yeah. I know you yeah. guys are all banking on it. Right. And so that's your, that's your time, your bread and butter to make all the money. Um, everyone's really saying that it's pushing back and that, uh, people just kind of delayed by the couple months and now it's really going to be pushing into summer. And so that's what a lot of the experts are, are, are saying is that it's kind of going to push to the right. Yeah, well, that's good news for us, Rick. Yeah, I like that. I like to hear that. <laughs> Actually, he's he's killing. You you've got one of the biggest uh, busiest summers you're gonna have, right? Yeah, I'm under. I went under three different contracts in the last seven days. There you go. See, you don't even need to ask me. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we well, what what we've experienced was a lot of people just didn't go back home, especially yep. a lot of people that came down from New York. 
uh, Seattle, all these different places that get, got hit hard. They see the news. Their city's going to lockdown. There's all these deaths or all these cases. And they're like, whoa, maybe we just stay down here in southwest Florida where there's not as many people uh, For crowded sure, yeah. in cities. Yeah, our, our, our restrictions eased up a lot better than a lot of other places. You know, Of course, we're getting some flack in the news media for that, but um, Why? Because we were the, the last one to shut down, the first one to open up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 the beaches and, you know, oh, my God, they're on Florida beaches and uh, whatever. <laughs> hey, the heat's supposed to kill it, right? Yeah, the heat's right. why I live down here. It, it can't survive above 80 degrees, so, right. and it's, it's 100 and what? Five with the index today? Oh my gosh, Today, today's rough. I, I was gonna wear shorts, but I'm like, I probably should be professional. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andrew, Kimmy, um, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, we are cheering you guys both on, wishing you both nothing but continued success with everything that you do here um, in, in Florida and in your businesses. Uh, go ahead and, and plug your businesses and anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners and where they can find you and how they can reach out and contact you. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I want to say thank you again for having us on here. It's been an absolute uh, privilege to be on here with you guys. You guys are rock stars. Um, everyone that I say, uh, you know, I'm on the Doors Open uh, Connect podcast. They're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I know about that and everything like that. So you guys are taking uh, taking Florida, especially Southwest Florida, um, you know, by, uh, well, probably shouldn't say that line. But uh, you're, you're, you're grabbing and going, all right? Uh, it's the blue shirts, man. It's yeah, the blue right, shirts. Exactly, right? So, um, so it's, it's been awesome. Um, and uh, as for as for Southwest Florida Real Producers, the only thing I would say is, you know, I look forward to meeting you if you're an agent and I, I haven't connected. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a phone call away, a text message away. You know, my number is all over all my social media. Um, you know, obviously respect it. But, um, you know, reach out to me if you have questions. If, um, you know, if you're a partner, um, a potential partner, then you want to get in front of realtors. Obviously, let me know. You know, I will say we're a referral base, so uh, most of them come recommended from our, our agent. So um, we'll, we'll contact you on that case. But um, if you have a, a recommendation for not only a business but a realtor or, you know, someone's going through something or they overcame it, we're, we're always adding really, really cool features. And so, uh, you know, for a realtor, there's absolutely no cost. So please, uh, the biggest thing I can say is just recommend, recommend, recommend. Um, it helps us, and uh, those referrals uh, obviously are nominations towards those realtors, and We'd love to do features on them and help them grow their business as well. Awesome. So on IG and Facebook, they can find you at? Yeah. So on my Facebook uh, and then my personal as well as business, uh, it's uh, Andrew Regenhard, but Southwest Florida, SWFL Real Producers. Uh, and that's across the board. That's going to be, you know, obviously that's Instagram, that's Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and uh youtube um and everything else like that and i'm saying it but i'm looking over at kimmy because kimmy's the one in charge of it all and she's the master <laughs> behind it so um definitely <laughs> i gotta be like is that right <laughs> is that good you did good all you right good, good. Thank, yes. thank you boss and, and, and you, you might have to do a tiktok pretty soon hey um we just don't we tell just, anyone uh, no, we just <laughs> created one so yeah. we're coming at you here soon we're going to be recording some some coming up awesome. um but uh I am just the marketing director for Southwest Florida Real Producers, but I'm also available for contract for anybody. So um, if any of our partners need help in their marketing and their PR, um, they can reach out to me via all of our platforms as well. So you can send Andrew um, a message on Facebook, on Instagram, whichever is easiest for you, and he will relay the message to me. You can find me uh, personally on Instagram. It's Coach Kimmy Cat with a K. Um, I'm also a health and hormone specialist, so if you need help um, with your nutrition, I do that as well. But awesome. um, if you need help with marketing, you can do that through Southwest Florida Real Producers. Mm -hmm. And I just give a big testament. Obviously, um, I I might be biased because she works and she's our director of marketing, but what Kimmy does and her, her expertise and her potential to help a business grow is, is absolutely remarkable. So. Definitely, you guys, you. if you guys are at all interested, reach out to Awesome. <laughs> thank you guys again so much. Hey, thank you. And for our listeners out there, do connect with us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. DM us with any questions that you may have, any feedback, and we'll get to them as soon as we can in the next week's or the following week's episodes. Uh, follow us on social media at Doors Open Connect on Facebook page, Doors Open Connect LLC, or LinkedIn. We're still on a Deshaun Robinson, uh, although I'm getting a lot of flack for that, so I got to change that over to Doors Open Connect as well. Um, and we're doing TikTok now. 
Uh, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Add doors open, huh? open connect. <laughs> um, so, again, yeah, thank you guys both. Um, hey, uh, thanks also to uh, um, Jared of, of Divine Digital for allowing us to record here again. Hey, if you guys have an exciting app idea or, or um, looking at businesses, um, like some of the stuff that we have mentioned before, uh, feel free to stop by and talk to Jared at Divine Digital. They do a free consultation if you need a website made. These guys were hands-on and, and definitely instrumental in helping us set up our app and our business and building it to kind of what it is today. So um, they were great. Um, they've made our experience uh, amazing. So highly suggest them. Uh, again, that's Jared at Divine Digital. You can follow them also on IG at Divine Digital. So, Hey, big shout out and thank you to all of our listeners, our supporters. And until next time, we'll keep your doors open so your deals stay closing. I'm Deshaun Robinson, and this is my co-host, Rick Haas. And until next time, this is DOC signing out. This week's episode is brought to you by the Doors Open Connect app platform, available on the Apple App Store to download now. Designed by real estate professionals for real estate professionals. Looking to leverage your business and take it to the next level with the newest technology available? Doors open connect. If you're not sure what we're about, make sure to listen to the first episode ever and we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closed.